I will not let this republic be split in two. My negotiations will not fail. If they do, there aren't enough Jedi to protect the Republic. We're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. You know I don't like it when you do that. Sorry, Master. I forgot you don't like flying. Well, you've lost him. If you'll excuse me. I hate it when he does that. Anakin, don't do anything without first consulting either myself or the Council. You don't need guidance, Anakin. I see you becoming the greatest of all Jedi. Boy has exceptional skills. His abilities have made him arrogant. Excuse me. I'm in charge of security here, milady. They are using a bounty hunter named Jango Fett to create a clone army. Wait. We must stop them before they're ready. Your clones are very impressive. They'll do their job well. Blast! That's why I hate flying. This is a crisis. The Senate must vote the Chancellor emergency powers. As my first act, I will create a grand army of the Republic to counter the increasing threats of the Separatists. Hasn't been a full-scale war since the formation of the Republic. You must join me, Obi-Wan. And together, we will destroy the Sith. The dark side clouds everything. In grave danger, you are. Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, uh, the movie review podcast that will slice or dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing, and as it's me, aka Star Wars Month, I'm covering the prequels. I've read a comfort additional, so check my archives for the ones. So here we have it, episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Another movie that I didn't see in the cinema, as Phantom Menace bored me to shit out of me. And I couldn't care less about Star Wars because this movie just sucked the little excitement I had out of me because it was so fucking bad. Anyway, this one is thought by many fans to be the worst of the franchise. Nope, that being Solo, or if you're counting the Star Wars movies only, The Last Jedi. Close of all by Phantom Menace because these movies are fucking terrible. Like I said, I just don't care about Star Wars after the originals. It all turns to shit. And I am not that into the originals, so take the one for it as it is. Now that I've pissed off the hardcore fans, let's dive into this two-hour-plus movie. Why, Lucas? Why two hours? Here it is. Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clowns. Oh, sorry, clones. With its $150 million budget, this thing pulled in $649 million. Starring... Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Hayden Christensen, Sir Christopher Lee, Amy McDermott, Samuel L. Jackson and Frank Oz, directed by George Lucas. That plot, ten years after the events of Phantom Menace, Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi and his apprentice Anakin Skywalker are told to guard former Queen Armadilla. After there's an attempt on her life, Obi-Wan is sent to hunt for clues as to who the assassin is, while Anakin is told to hide her away, romance sparks, 
as he falls for the former Queen turned Senator. This is forbidden, however, so they must keep it secret. Obi-Wan finds a clone army, just as a Sith Knight, Darth Tyrannus, plots to kill everyone in his way. Can Obi-Wan find who the assassin is and stop the Sith? So, that opens up on what else but the scroll that tells us after the events of the Phantom Menace, a new movement known as the Separatist has arisen, led by Count Dooku, or Ducky Poos, I'm going to call him in this thing. Queen Amadella has been voted out. So, how can you vote a queen out? That's not how monarchy works. But anyway, moving on. She is now a Senate. Uh, she has a bounty on her head because of reasons. It doesn't actually tell you why she got bounty on her head, but it's a bounty on her head. In space, we see, we see Queen Amadilla's ship land on Coruscant, where it is quickly blown up. No matter, it's not Pantipadme that dies, but her double, Dormy, played by Rose Byrne of the Insidious movies. The security on Cloud Lake City, sort of Cloud City Lake landing zone, is utterly shit. No one comes out to see this huge bomber-like uh, plane explode. Also, who checked the ships for bombs in the first place before setting off? I mean, for fuck's sake, what the... You know for a fact she's got a bounty on her head, yet they don't even check the fucking plane for bombs. Moving on, Padme, once again played by Natalie Portman, is dragged away by her personal guard, Captain Typho, played by Jay Allegaria. I think I said pronounced his name, sorry if it's not. Who... Hold on here, what happened to her other guard? I mean, why was he suddenly replaced? Ah yes, it turns out Lucas had to recast because the other actor refused to come back because the script was utterly abysmal. And I can't fucking blame him, frankly. Meanwhile, Chancellor Palpitations, played once again by E. McDermott, tells the Jedi Council he can't hold back the vote again. What vote? That's not explained either. Oh dear God. It seems in the ten years since the f uh, he stole power, he has been busy splitting the public in two, as he looks like he's the sweet and innocent one trying to keep the peace. Yeah, bullshit to that one. Mace Windu, once again put by Samuel L. Jackson, tells him there's simply enough Jedi to keep the peace. Uh, wait a minute here, where the hell did all the Jedi go? Wasn't there hundreds if not thousands of Jedis? Now there's only a handful left. Get in. Because this is before the Clone Wars and blah blah blah. Moving on. Uh, meanwhile, Yoda, once again voiced by Frank Oz, pipes up he can't see the future due to the dark side. So much for him being an all-powerful and all-knowing fucking master Jedi. I mean, for fuck's sake, this little thing is pathetic. In fact, all the Jedi in this movie is pathetic. It's fucking idiots. Again, Attack of the Clowns. Uh, also, he can't tell palpitations is evil. I mean, really? In walks Padme and Dormy. Wait, wasn't she dead? Uh, she tells the Jedi's she thinks Count Dooku, or Ducky Poos, is behind it all. Her attempt on her life at the Separatist, the whole shit and kabang. Wendell, however, says that it's impossible as he's a former Jedi, not a killer. God, these Jedi's are fucking idiots. If he's a former Jedi, then he is ultimately evil. Uh, Yoda points out the obvious. The Queen is in danger, so... Palpitations places her life in the hand of the Jedi to pass the buck, I'm guessing. Also, for the fucking Jedi's going to be incompetent idiots. Up pipes Senator Bao Organa, played by Jimmy Smits of NYPD Blue, the Tommenockers bless the child, West Wing, and how to go with murder, saying she doesn't need a Jedi help, she's completely fine under his protection. Ah uh, yeah, real fine. Her ship lands, second it blows up. Also, 
Senator Organa, as in Leah Organa, which means she's not a fucking princess. She's a senator. Oh, moving on. Obi, sorry. So, Senator Palpitation suggests Obi-Wan and Mundo does agree. Meanwhile, in the Knots Blade on our skyline, we see Obi-Wan, once again played by Hugh McGregor, ask his now teenage uh, protege, Anakin Skywalker, played by Hayden Richardson, of a wake jumper, and in New York I Love You, why he looks so nervous. So he tells him he hasn't seen her in 10 years, so I'm guessing his dark side is rising then. Uh, they're greeted by Jar Jar Binks, once again, played by Ahmed Bess. I swear to God, he's a Sith Lord. After all, if it wasn't for him, palpitations wouldn't be given unlimited power. Uh, therefore, no Death Star, no Empire, no Darth Vader, nothing. Thankfully, Jar Jar has cut down in this movie. And Lucas must have listened to the fucking backlash and cut this fucking character back. Thank God for that. Obi-Wan greets Padme. As the mouth-breathing Anakin just stands there watching with creeper face, which he does continually through this fucking movie. I swear to God, if he's not creepily eyeing her up from the side, he's sitting with the mouth mouth agape. She, however, shoots him down, saying, quote, he will always be that little boy to her. After he tells her she's growing much more beautiful. Ouch! And burn! (laughs) Little pervy bastard. She then says she needs no Jedi help to look out for her, uh, but she wants him to get to the bottom of all of this once and for all. Annie is a pissed little shit uh, to Obi-Wan after he tells her they're not there to do investigations, but to look after her to protect her. And this is the start of the whiny, pissy, bratty Anakin. If he's not doing that, he is creeper face, mouth breathing, lusting after Padme. Because, of course, he would be, you're either a little fucking bratty brat, or you're a bratty perv. Obi-Wan slaps him down, uh, and puts him in his place. So with that, Padme goes to bed. After this, Anakin tells Jar Jar he thought about her every night for ten years. Yeah, I bet you did. You used much of your Jedi power on that one, haven't you, you dirty little... <clears throat> that night, on a roof of a not Blade Runner town, he bounced down to Zam Wessel, played by Liana Walsman. It's hired by Django Fett, or as I'm going to call him, Jingle Django Fett. Uh, played by Tamara Morrison of Bobwire, Trickmark Archives, The Island Doctor Monroe. Speak to Couples Retreat, Green Lantern, Moa, and Aquaman. Uh, hold on here. A bounty hunter hires a bounty hunter to kill Padme? Why? It's not like he hasn't killed before. He's a fucking bounty hunter. Why the fuck would you hire a bounty hunter to kill your bounty? Oh my god, this fucking movie. Obi-Wan tells Annie her security, the Queen's security team that is, has done a great job downstairs. The only way in is via the bedroom. Annie then tells him she has covered up the cameras due to him watching because he's a fucking little perv. On top of a not blue on a skyline, Skyscraper, Kent puts poisonous millipedes into a drone to hunt down and kill Pantopadme, uh, which it does after cutting a hole in the bedroom window, putting both the killer bugs in. Still no matter, Annie swipes at them and kills them with one swipe of the lightsaber, even though the things are right on top of Padme, therefore should be fucking sliced and diced too, but moving on. Right under the nose of R2-D2, once again played by Kenny Baker. What was this little shit asleep? Why didn't he kill them? After all, he has multiple toes on board. Why didn't he kill the fucking things? Idiot little shit. Obi-Wan 
dies out the window and clings onto the drone for dear life. The CGI in this looks like a fucking PlayStation 2 cutscene and is beyond atrocious. Still no matter, Annie steals a taxi from the fifth element and gives chase. Because of course he does, because it's ripped off fucking fifth elephant. I mean, element. But Hunter sees her drone coming back with Obi-Wan clinging on for dear life, so she shoots it down, causing Obi-Wan to freefall straight into Annie's taxi. Handy that, as the bounty hunter then flies off. Annie gives chase over. After a frankly boring CGI mess of a chase, the effects are done much better than Star Wars Lego, and that's fucking saying something! They track her down to a nightclub. So, in this not blue on town nightclub, the Jedi's hunt down the bounty hunter, where outside she's killed by Jango Fett. Totally waste of ten fucking minutes, my god! Obi-Wan heads back to the Jedi Council to explain what the fuck happened. Yoda tells Obi-Wan to hunt down the bounty hunter. Windu tells Annie to take Panty Padme back to Naboo, where he can keep her safe. How exactly? I mean, hmm. Annie goes to Palpitations to ask him to force Padme to go with him to Naboo because apparently she's headstrong and he doesn't like the fact she's headstrong but because he's a creeper or what the fuck ever. Here we find out Palpitations has been giving Annie instructions behind Obi-Wan's back, pulling the strings from behind the curtain, so to speak. On to one of many, many screen wipes later as Obi-Wan tells Windu and Yoda he has concern over Annie. Yoda Calmly tells him, yes, the ego in him and the other younglings is damaging, but they will be fine as they are desperate for Jedi because apparently Jedis can't have sex and can't have love because reasons? Window adding, if Obi-Wan still believes Annie will bring balance to the Force, but wait a minute, he didn't. It was Gaigon Jin, or give me some Jin rather, that told Obi-Wan Annie will bring balance to the force, therefore he had no choice to become his apprentice. What the fuck is this movie? <clears throat> Meanwhile, Padme makes Jar Jar her senate representative, or whatever, her senate rep. Meanwhile, packing, Padme tells Annie she isn't comfortable going into hiding, so Annie takes this time to bitch and moan about Obi-Wan, not listening to him and letting him do whatever the fuck he wants. No wonder, have you actually listened to yourself? It's all me, 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 me. Whine and bitch and moan, and all but throw a fucking temper tantrum every 10.6 seconds. I swear to God, his voice is so fucking annoying. That high pitched screech shout he does constantly for this fucking movie is a pain. I guess this is where Bratimono came from. Hmm. Yet another scream wipe as Padme uh, and her party head off back to her home world of Naboo. Another scream wipe. Maybe this should have been called Attack of the Bloody Scream Wipes, not. Clones. At a roadside diner, Obi-Wan gets information from the local cook about the dart used to kill the female bounty hunter by Jingo Jango. Uh, the cook is Dex, voiced by Roland Falk. He tells him to look for a cloning factory on a hidden planet on the Outer Rim. Screen wipe! Obi-Wan looks for this planet in the Jedi maps but can't find it, so ask Yoda and Younglings for help, with them saying someone has removed it from the memory banks again. These fucking Jedis are idiots! Screen wipe! Back with Annie, as he tells Pantipadme, Jedis can't have sex or fall in love, because why? Screen wipe! Obi-Wan blasts off to check out the planet. Screen wipe! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
back on Naboo, Panty Pad Me and Annie have now arrived and they go straight to the new Queen, Jamelia, played by Aisha Darker, to advise her and the Queen's Council as what to do next. Uh, wait, if the Queen is voted in every 10 years or so, this means Princess Leia isn't actually a prince, as I said earlier. So how the fuck she have got to go so Princess Leia? Anyway, the Council doesn't to pad me, because why the fuck would they? Wait, why does she also have a royal body double if she isn't the Queen anymore, but she's a senator? What in the fuck? Also, scream wipe! Back with Obi-Wan, who has tracked down the cloning factory, uh, which has been secretly making a clone army for 10 years. Also, uh, this is the home of Jingo Jango Fett and his clone son slash brother, Boba Fett, played by Daniel Logan. After quick questioning from Obi-Wan, Jingo Jango runs off attacking Obi-Wan using his ship Slave One. Well, Boba does as Jingo Jango flies around firing missiles at Obi-Wan willy-nilly. Oh yeah, screen wave! <laughs> I swear to God. As back with Panty Padme. At her lakeside home, she and Annie get to know each other better, and here it is, the infamous line, a quote. I don't like sand, it's coarse, rough, irritating, and gets absolutely everywhere. Oh my god. He should have been fired for that line reading on the set, on the fucking spot, and should be recasted immediately. That line reading is beyond fucking ridiculous. And so, the two share the most awkward kiss ever filmed. These people have no fucking chemistry whatsoever. Screen wipe! Because of course it would have a fucking screen wipe. <laughs> As Obi-Wan takes another explosion to the face. Guess what? You've guessed it. Screen wipe! <laughs> uh, it's back to the sparkling chemistry of Annie and Pandy Padme. As if a picnic in a field. Here Annie tells her he thinks... A dictatorship should be put in place, not the Republic or the Senate, where the hell it is. Why ruin the mood, mate? Also, run, Pandy Pad me! Run before you put the lotion in the basket! Screen wave! Obi-Wan gives chase to Slave 1. As guess what? Yes, you've guessed it. Screen wipe! Back on the boo, Annie has wind and dined Pandy Pad me, feeding her sliced pear using the force that night. She's dressed as a mistress or dominatrix. He tells her he is in agony. Yeah, bet is still a force choke later and some Jedi powers will be spilled. Anyway, he tells her he loves her ever since they first met when he was a little kid. Excuse me while I fucking throw up. This is just barf inducing. She shoots him down, however, so off he goes to polish his lightsaber. Yes, masturbation jokes. I've got them. <laughs> later that night, he has a nightmare about his mother's death. So he and Panty Padme hunt her down. On Tatooine, Annie hunts down her old slave owner, Watto, once again voiced by Andy Seagum, who tells him he sold her to Owen Lars, played by Joe Edgerton. He then tells him she was kidnapped by sand people, so off Annie goes to find her. As screen wipe, back in space, Obi-Wan has followed Jingle Jangle to Genosis. Oh yeah. The effects in this bit is straight out of an Xbox 360 cutscene. Uh, on the planet, it's a trap! Because of course it is. Now Count Ducky Poos, played by the late Sir Christopher Lee of, well, Dracula, has the young Jedi Master uh, caught after dealing with these weird bug-like flying creatures. What the fuck they are? Screen wipe! Because of course it is. Back with Annie. 
he is greeted by 3PO. Once again, played by Anthony Daniels, who is now in a rusty suit and not the glamorous gold one. This is a hideous rusty silver thing. Anyway, as I said, Annie goes out to hunt down his mother and kills the sand people to set her free. Killing them as he does, he wipes out the entirety of the population with an evil glint in his eye, the first sign of Darth Vader. Hmm. After his mother dies in his arms. Scream wipe! Back to the Jedi Council, Yoda feels a disturbance in the Force, as all he does is feel disturbance of Force ID. <sighs> Fucking useless little shit. Screen wipe! Back on Tatooine, Annie gets Obi-Wan's SOS, so sets out to rescue him with Panty Padme and R2 in tow. So much for keeping her bloody safe then. Annie sends a message to the Jedi Council where Yoda pipes up. More happening on Gen- Genesis, uh, Genosis, rather. Than revealed it is. God. Well, no shit, Sherlock! Someone give this guy a baking sandwich! Uh, baking sandwich? Miss Piggy? No? Okay then. Back to Genosis. As McGregor and Lee have a ham off to see who can chop the most bloody scenery, as Ducky Poos tells Obi Wan who is in some sort of floating, spinning holding cell. What the fuck that thing is? Where was I now? Da, 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 spinning floating hoods. Here, Ducky Poos tells the disbelieving Obi-Wan all about the Darth Sidious, aka the Emperor, aka Chancellor Palpitations. Obi-Wan cannot believe this, because of course the Jedi would have fueled this power of the dark side. Well, Obi-Wan, Palpitations is right under Yoda's nose, yet he can't tell he is evil. Jedis are more than fucking useless in this movie. Dooku, or Ducky Poos, begs Obi-Wan to join him to take down Darth Sidious, but he refuses. Meanwhile, sorry, <coughs> screen wipe. Back with the Jedi Council, Jar Jar gives palpitations full power. Again, is Jar Jar a Sith Lord? With his new power, palpitations decides to use the clone army against the Separatist. Yoda tells Windu he's off to see the clone army, as Windu is to take the rest of the remaining Jedi's to rescue Obi-Wan. Screen wipe! Back to Annie and Pul- uh, Annie and Panty Padme. Tells him to follow her lead as she'll check out the planet. Well, meanwhile, on board their ship, R2 and C-3O follow close behind after a quick lover's tiff. Okay, that was a fucking hard conversation to get through. Moving on. Annie and Padme are attacked by the bugs and are forced into the droid factory, where Pantipadme somehow gets stuck on a smelting bowl and Annie takes on the bugs. 3PO and all of this loses his head, which is stuck on a droid, as his droid has his head attached to his, for hijinks reasons, if that makes fucking sense. And God, the effects here look absolute like shit. R2 says Pantipadme, last minute, because she gives this pouring molten lava shit on her head and he stops it and blah 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 blah. And I love the fact that she's in a pristine white outfit, yet there's not one spot of dirt in this thing. You know, it's as if this thing is filmed on a green screen or something, like nothing of thing is actually real. And it is captured by Jingle Jangle as Panty Padme is caught by the bugs. Now all caught, they're put on display in a gladiator arena to be killed by CGI beasties. Before this, Pantipadme tells Annie she loves him truly and deeply. Barf! 
Now all three are chained. Panta Padme quickly escapes her chains as Obi-Wan uses a spider crab-like creature to cut his chains free. Annie has to use a rhino to escape because reasons. Now all three of them are three free, they must fight for their lives as Ducky Poos watches on with glee, with the Viceroy laughing maniacally. Panty Padme fights off the wolf-like creature, which somehow rips her outfit clean across the midriff, even though she was cut from behind. How the fuck does that fall? Oh, moving on. Uh, bearing in mind, the rest of the outfit is now spotless, not one drop of blood, nothing, not a, not a paw mark, nothing, it's just pristine white. Annie... Falls off the rhino and is dragged behind it as Obi-Wan fights off the crab praying mantis type thingy with a shock spear he took from one of the guards. Annie tames his rhino, then kills two guards, rescuing Pantipadme and then Obi-Wan, much to the annoyance of the Viceroy. Out rolls battle droids which surround Annie. Luckily, Windu and the Jedi's have now arrived to save them, so we have a a huge CGI mess of a fight with Jedi taking on droids, bugs and other creatures. And note, Samuel L. Jackson asked Lucas for a purple lightsaber so he can stand out in the crowd, which Lucas did uh, agree to, but only because Samuel motherfucking Jackson. <sighs> During this CGI mess, 3PO's body loses its droid head, and the droid body loses 3PO's head after some hilariously lame jokes because hijinks! Ah yeah, and Mundo kills Jingle Jangle by cutting off his head. With the Jedi surrounded and all but defeated, Ducky Poos calls his droid army to close off rather his droid army to gloat and monologue, James Bond villain style, because of course he does. In flies Yoda with the clone army and they take on the droids. And ah yeah, seeing this, Ducky Poos runs for his fucking life. <sighs> One more thing, R2 gives 3PO a little head. <clears throat> Sorry, he fixes his head back on his body, that is. Speaking of head, Boba picks up his father's severed head and swears revenge. Is it just me, or did you expect the head to fall out of this bloody helmet? I mean, after all, it's just a helmet. Wouldn't the head go whoop and fall out? Yoda tells the clones to destroy the droid's factory, and so we have yet more 360 graphics as all the drones are blown the fuck up. When do... It takes a platoon of clones into battle on the ground, as in the air, Obi-Wan commands all the Federation ships to be blown out of the sky. Meanwhile, Yoda takes on Dooku in the control centre, I think. Before that, however, Ducky Poos has the Death Star plans. What the fuck? I thought it was Emperor's idea, not Ducky Poos idea. <sighs> Scratch that. Annie sees Ducky Poo's scooter and follows it. Ducky Poo's guard droids shoots down their ship as Panty Padme falls rolling down a sand douche. A douche? Sand dune, rather. <laughs> and yet, not one sand stain on her pristine white outfit. Obi Wan yells at Annie to focus. They must stop Ducky Poo's and fucking stop thinking about his second head. But the little brat throws a hissy fit, demanding the ship must land. Moving the fuck on, landing the ship on Ducky Poo's hideout, Obi-Wan and Annie take on Count Ducky Poo's, who pulls out a red lightsaber because, guess what, he's a Sith Lord all along. <gasps> Shocking, I know, who would have thunk? I mean... And note, Christopher Lee's lightsaber had a bent hilt due to Lee's fencing past. 
Also note, he was taught by Earl Finn how to fence, and supposedly he broke his finger while teaching him how to fence. Moving on. Also note, Christopher Lee did all his own sword fighting, but a slip of his news for the long shots because of Lee's age. Obi-Wan takes on Ducky Poos after Ducky Poos shocks Anakin with some force lightning. Because of course he does that little shit. Ducky Poo defeats Obi-Wan, so Annie saves him last minute. And now we have a dual lightsaber fight between Annie and Ducky Poos, where Annie loses an hand, a hand even. Yoda comes in to stop Ducky Poos before he kills them both. So here we have it, a PlayStation 3 cutscene graphics as Yoda flies around over the bloody place, taking on a fully CG Ducky Poos. Ducky Poos can't defeat the leapfrogging Yoda, so he uses a force pull to pull down a huge pipe and run for the fucking hills. Yoda has no choice but to save Obi-Wan and Annie, so Obi-Wan can't put it back up himself. He can't force it back up. He's got a cut on his leg for fuck's sake. This movie makes the bloody Jedi sound so fucking weak. Padme Pad arrives on a transport ship just to see Ducky Poos run for his solar sail ship. Ducky Poos returns to Coruscant to start building a Death Star as he is greeted by Darth Sidious, aka the Emperor. Screen wipe! Meanwhile, back with Obi-Wan and Yoda in the Jedi Council, Yoda tells Obi-Wan Ducky Poos is Sith and nothing he said can be trusted. As we have shots of how huge a clone arrow is as Palpatine watches on with glee. Back with Annie on Naboo as he marries Panty Padme in secret as she takes his cold robot hand as credits roll. So that was Attack of the Clones. About an hour too long, I hate Hadrian Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. He's just a whiny little brat. Portman has no counsel with him whatsoever. Lee is completely wasted, showing up an hour and 16 minutes into a 2 hour and 16 minutes movie and then given a shitty 10 minutes of screen time. What the fuck, Lucas? The CGI is piss poor. The script is beyond fucking terrible. And some of the acting is truly abysmal. I'm going to give this thing a woefully pathetic 2 out of 10. This thing is just fucking shit. Still, come back next week as I wrap up the prequels with Revenge of the Sith. Then my 200th podcast special as I look at Spaceballs with my very first guests, the lads from the Graveyard Shift pod. But that's in two weeks. Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod or even move your move suggestions to Here's at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Alien, Superman, Captain America, Psycho, Mad Max, and more. Also, my solo podcast of Army of Darkness, The Fog, Nightmare on Street 3, and many, many more. A bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. Now I have to see what the dark side actually has to offer. <laughs>